You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, a drive time devotion. Should we jumpstart your day? It's Thursday, October 21st. We're so glad you've taken time out of your busy day to be with us here on Morning Breath. What we do on Morning Breath is take a chapter of the Bible, we read it, spend some time in the Word of God, ask God to speak to our hearts, do that in our own homes or wherever you do it. And I do it in my office a lot of times, come in early and go to my office and do it. And then we come to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air and then we talk about it. We, my co-host today, my we today, <laughs> is, is Pastor Keith Alderman. That's me. Hi. That's you. How are you doing, Alderman? I am <clears throat> loverly today. How are you, Pastor I'm Dan? I'm doing great, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. It is an honor to do this with you. Uh, it's fun I, to do it with you, too. I've been, I just, wow, I just got taken back to being like 13, 14. Uh-oh. And uh, I think Pastor Eric invited me to the radio station to watch you and him do really? Morning Breath. Oh, my gosh. Yep, all the way over at, yeah, at over uh, WMIE. WMIE, and, yeah, yeah. man, that was... I did that. We we did that for eleven years. Uh, yeah, we would go every morning at seven o'clock. And, that just hit me. That's and twenty do, years ago. Yeah, that's something a long like time that. ago. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing this a while. But tell folks how to get involved, Pastor Keith. I would love to. So uh, we would love for you guys to be able to read the chapter actually ahead of time too, or at least with us, so that you can kind of get stuff out out of it. And so to know where we're going before we get there, you can go to our website eccc.us. You can go to our app. You can also just call our church at 452-1060 and talk to the illustrious Ernestine nice. at the front desk, and uh, she'll get she'll get your information that we can actually yep. mail it out to you uh, so that you know exactly where we're going. You can even go on our website and our app and, and listen to previous uh, uh, shows so that you can just dig into the Word. The whole point is for uh, you to discover stuff in the Word, and we're going to see things that that uh, you don't see, and you're going to see things that we don't see. And that's what's cool about the Word is that we're going to get in together and kind of just discover it uh, again, and maybe it's different every time of like, wow, look what God highlighted. So, you know, join us in doing that. Yeah, that'd be great. And if you don't have the information and uh, Ernestine sends it to you, put it on your refrigerator. Yeah. You know, something like that, or if it's an email, it's a little tougher to do that unless you print it out, and uh, just get it out there in a place and and get in there and read a chapter every day. I think it's a it's one of the ways available to us now to get into the Word on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and that's fun. Got a couple of announcements: beach baptisms at this Lori, Sunday, Lori Wilson Park. Yeah, this yeah. Sunday, twenty fourth, coming right up, coming yeah. fast, five thirty to seven thirty at Lori Wilson Park. If you have not been baptized since you believed. That's the phrase that Paul uh, asked some guys, have you been baptized since you believed in the Bible? And that's the way it works. You get, you, you receive faith in Christ, you, you're born again, and then baptism is an outward expression of that inward change. That's right, yep. And so if that, that hasn't happened yet, we'd love to baptize you. You don't have to go to East Coast Christian Center. As long as you've got faith in Christ and you want to get baptized, we're good, we'll dunk you. That's right. And so uh, that's going to be a fun time. Going to be some worship, and uh, it's an overall beach baptisms are cool. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're my favorite. Big family baptism. affair, yeah. you yeah. know, to it all. Yeah. Hundreds of people coming out. It's really, really cool. We did one at Jetty Park one time where we probably baptized fifteen people yeah. that we'd never met before. Wow, that started being drawn in by it. Because people just saw it. Yeah, because we did a church picnic and baptism. Yeah, so we had you know hundreds of people there. Yeah, and so if you just do like crowd whatever that is. Crowd strike or crowd sourcing or crowd. <laughs> what do they call that where a crowd blows up? I don't have the right word yet. 
Like, uh, well, Nick, help us. Come on, Nick, you young guy. You're you're the young guy. Like, in other words, you just like everybody shows up at a spot. A gathering. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow, that that is incredibly yeah. modern and and hip. Crowdsourcing is that a thing? Uh, no, I don't it, know. crowdsourcing is. It's not what it is. There's there's a word for flash crowd. Uh, so you do a flash crowd. Flash mobs. Flash mobs. There yeah, it yeah, is. That old, flash mobs. There we go. Thank Fla- you, Jesus. You need a flash mob of people getting dunked in the water, yeah, and then and, people show up. And people just got drawn yes. into it. And so um, I would not I would not be surprised for that to happen this, this uh, weekend, too. Yeah, so absolutely. It'll be fun. It is. And then there's another fun. one. Yeah. Coming up next, a week from tomorrow, is our family fun night, which is October 29th. This is going to be a night for all of our families here in Brevard to be able to come to a great event. Um, at the Parkway Worship Center in Merritt Island, and uh, it's it's a fun family gathering. There's games, there's candy, there's uh, music. Really, really great night. Six thirty to eight thirty. That if you've got little ones, I already know my whole family will be dressed up <laughs> like characters from the show Bluey. Yes, I will be dressed as a giant blue dog. Nice. I'm very excited about it. that. Love yeah. it. It's a great show. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 it's not one that I'm familiar with. I don't have any little kids around anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and then we're uh, kind of a uh, companion to that is we're having all the kids uh, dress up for the Saturday evening and yeah. Sunday yes. morning services and going to children's church. Candy Palooza. Uh, yeah, good good deal. So every service, every campus, everywhere, your kids get a, get a bunch of candy, and if they want to dress up, they can. Yeah, we fun. would love for them to dress up. Our kids' church workers will be dressed up, too. It's going to be really yeah. cool. Yeah, no scary costumes in any of that. We're going to have a lot of little kids there, so avoid the... The macabre, <laughs> use a good word. Yeah, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, man. Avoid, <laughs> avoid any Edgar Allan Poe references, and uh, unless you just want to dress up like a raven. That's yeah, that's okay. kind of cool. Yeah, um, Baltimore Ravens or something. Uh, good call. No, I don't like them anymore. <laughs> they ruined Denver's three-game win streak. Yeah, those Ravens. We have people in our church that love the Baltimore Ravens. I still love the people, but I don't love the Ravens. Anyway, you can do that in football, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's get in the Word because we've yeah. been jabberwalking here for a while. We're going to be reading uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5, and uh, n- not a super long chapter, 25 uh, verses. Uh, I'm going to read through verse 11. That's okay. kind of halfway through the actual reading portion of it because the verses get pretty short towards okay. the end. And then you can take it from 12 on. Sounds good. That work? Yeah. Okay. I say unto you, read, sir. New King James. Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, with all purity. Honor widows who are really widows. But if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show piety at home and to repay their parents. For this is good and acceptable before God. Now she who is really a widow and left alone trusts in God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. And these things command that they may be blameless. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Do not let a widow under 60 years old be taken into the number, and not unless she has been the wife of one man well reported for good works, if she's brought up children, if she has lodged strangers, if she has washed the saints' feet, if she has <clears throat> excuse me, relieved the afflicted, if she has diligently followed every good work, but refuse the younger widows, for when they have begun to grow wanton against Christ, they desire to marry. 
Verse 12, New King James, having condemnation because they have cost the cast off their first faith. And besides, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies, saying things which they ought not. Therefore, I desire that the younger widows marry, bear children, manage the house, give no opportunity to the adversary to speak reproachfully. For some have already turned aside after Satan. If any believing man or woman has widows, let them relieve them, and do not let the church be burdened, that it may relieve those who are really widows. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not receive an accusation against an elder except from two or three witnesses. Those who are sinning, rebuke in the presence of all, that the rest also may fear. I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that you observe these things without prejudice, doing nothing with partiality. Do not lay hands on anyone hastily, nor share in any other person's sins. Keep yourself pure. No longer drink only water, but use a little wine for your stomach's sake and your frequent infirmities. Some men's sins are clearly evident, preceding them to judgment, but those of some may f- men but those of some men follow later. Likewise, the good works of some are clearly evident, and those that are otherwise cannot be hidden. Amen. Amen. Well, this is the largest portion in this chapter, largest portion on widows mm-hmm. to be found anywhere in scripture, and especially New Testament um uh, care for them. There is a, a, a quite a few sections in the Old Testament about responsibility. Whenever I read this section, I, I think of Jesus and his mom when Jesus was on the cross and how he gives John, his mom and his mom to mm-hmm. John. Yeah. And uh, that's so beautiful. It is. It's just a beautiful moment. And I love that John responds to it. You yeah. know, um, the only issue I have there, and I don't have the answer for this one, Keith, and it's always interesting when I when I see things in the Bible and I don't understand them, I don't know quite how they fit together. James yep. was was a half brother. I knew you were going to see, yeah. And so why didn't he give her to James? Yeah. And uh, I don't understand that. And unless it was spiritual oversight, mm-hmm. unless it was you know more like here, pastor my mom. Mm-hmm hear care for my mom spiritually, yeah. which is the only answer I really have for that, because in this portion of Scripture here, it clearly shares that family has the first responsibility to a, wit- a, a widow, mm-hmm. not the church. Right. So if you've got children or grandchildren, that your children or grandchildren, and listen, all of my children and grandchildren, <laughs> pay attention to this out there, if they're around and you as, a, as an elderly or older parent or grandparent, it's more your family's responsibility than the church's responsibility. I had an experience one time. Um, there was a funeral, and it was for a man, and uh, he didn't come too much to the church, but his mom, or the mom, was really involved. And uh, at the end of the funeral, like right in the lobby, the whole family, like maybe six kids, they had a lot of children, all came to me and said, what we really like to happen now is my dad didn't really take care of the house, and it's a mess. And there's, you know, broken windows and yeah. doors that don't work and, you know, knobs that, you know, you can't get in a room and da 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 all these different problems in the house. And they said, we really like the church to come in and, and redo the house. Oof. And I said, well, you know, uh, we, would, we would certainly pray about helping with anything like that. But I said, uh, 
let's look at something of what the Bible says here. Yeah. And I took him to this portion of scripture and I said, you know, really, you get the opportunity and the honor of doing this for your mom. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, if we can help as a church, we'd be glad to help. But it's your responsibility, not not ours. Primarily, if you shirk your responsibility, and don't want to do it. You know, and of course, I might have been using a little condemnation <laughs> right then. I might not have. I just, you know, I I tried to say it as gently and as yeah. kindly as I could, but to encourage somebody, look, this this isn't. Don't look to something you shouldn't look to because there are others that the church does need to take care of. And I'll just close with this thought. I'm not doing this to blow my own horn, but I think we should think about all the business owners out there should think about things like this. Uh, When I had a lawn service and landscaping business, I uh, took care of four widows' lawns a year round for nothing, Hmm. you know, and uh, they were super shocked. They never asked me to. You know, uh, they hired me, and then I, I wouldn't take their—I kept tearing up their check, and finally they said, you're not cashing any of my checks. And I said, yeah, and I'm not going to be. And they asked me why, and I then I got to share with them, well, I'm in a position to. It's not hard for me to do your yard. It's right next to somebody else's yard I do, and um, you're a widow, and I feel like that's something I want to help with. Mm-hmm. And— uh, Having the heart and attitude to help, we can all help. We can all be part of that. In order of priority, though, it's the family's responsibility yeah. first. It's good. And then uh, I think Christian businessmen should consider, you know, when you have strength and the ability to do it, what could you do to help somebody out there that's a widow? <clears throat> that's so good. You know, it's just us seeing that we're family, right? Mm. And that's what I see a lot of it in this is, it's just looking at it as family, as the broad, the big family of Christ, uh, especially just the first two verses of oh, us. Yeah. You know, it, it, look at older men as your fathers. Look at younger men as your brothers, as women, as older women as your mothers, and younger women as your sisters. And that's just a, an amazing perspective that, you know, put that on with everyone that you meet and see and that you're doing life with. And uh, it really does change the dynamics of how you communicate and how you honor, how you speak. Um, All interaction changes when you have the right view. Yeah, and like there are there are family members of mine, my my you know my blood family that that um, they drive me crazy. You know, (laughs) like that's but at the end of the day, we're family, and I love them, and and I respect, and I honor, and I forgive, and I think the best, even whenever it's really really hard. Like I'm gonna do that, and that's that's what family does. So yeah, like. Those two verses alone, wow, what a great perspective shift for yeah. us with anyone that we're dealing with in life. Yeah, I'm getting some perspective uh, shifts on it as I more and more am the older man in mm-hmm. the story. Um, some more perspectives. You know, you said some of your family members drive you crazy. <laughs> brothers brothers were, are almost born to compete. Yeah. It's just part of the dynamic of being in a family and having sons and watching my sons, and there's competition. It's just naturally in there. And so that happens. If you take that to the ministry picture, though, what's interesting about that is there's there's a bit of healthy, uh, unhealthy too, but competition between churches and pastors. And, you know, you get a whole group of pastors. I mean, we've had, <laughs> we're having fantasy football right now. And so we're all competing. All the pastors are, you know, going at one another and, you know, trying to win in, in fantasy football and that. But 
kings or older men aren't meant to compete mm-hmm. with younger men. We're meant to complement and encourage. And whenever you find that dynamic, when the when the older man tries to compete with the younger man, I think that's a dangerous thing. And I feel like God's been showing us some things that way. I also feel like, hmm. though, as an older man, I'm not called called to treat younger men as kids. Mm-hmm. I'm to treat them as brothers. Oh. I'm supposed to show the level of respect that they deserve from everybody, and they don't. I don't get off of, you know, the responsibility of showing respect and honor for those around me, even though they're younger than me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what's great about the about the Bible is as you look at this stuff, it just, you know, it fit me when I was uh, 26 when I got saved, and it fits me now at 67. Yeah. And uh, it just, you know, and God continues to open up the Scriptures to us to give us more and more insight mm-hmm. into what, what's holy. I know that my, at one point in my, my life, I felt like, you know, reading Honor Your Parents, and they're always older than you, by the way. That's the way that works. Um, and and just seeking God on how to do that with my dad. You know, when my dad wasn't a, the spiritual leader in my home, we have still a mess in some ways and, and all those things. And, you know, those can be challenging things, but it was better for me to think that way. And... It was better for us in our relationship to think that way. When I, even at times when I didn't think I needed my dad's advice, I'd ask him anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you got to be careful with that because if somebody gives you advice a bunch of times and you don't listen to any of it, you might sour yeah, the relationship yeah, that way. Yeah, dishonoring. And yeah. yeah. Yep. <clears throat> but, you know, at those times I was pretty sure my dad would say what I thought he would. Yeah. I would ask for that advice just as a way to honor him and yeah, that's cool. get his input. So, yeah, this is a this is a cool family, and this is really um, my favorite, you know, example of the body of Christ. You know, there's corporate, there's kingdom, there's all different kinds, but family is family. The, yeah, is the best one. I like too that in this, it's. It's very, very instructional and directional and wisdom. Mm, yeah. And and to, I mean, he's writing to Timothy, obviously, on like, here's how to lead your church, right? But, you know, and both of us being pastors, you know, it's like, am I doing this the right way? You know, all that kind of stuff can happen. And I love that this is just a very, like, case by case, here, here, walk through this, walk and do it like this. And that to me is, is just cool that, um, you know the word is just so many things. It is it is insp- it is inspiration, it is vision, it is prophecy, it is alive, right? And it's instructional and it's wisdom and it's um it's knowledge. It's all of these different things and I just that stuck out to me of like, man, he's really just going down the list of like case by case of like, here's how to do this, you yeah, know? Yeah. And that's a blessing like practical. Th- thank you. Yes, Super thank you practical. for Yeah, exactly. And that's that's a that's what got me. I really love that. I love the whole um you know, the word can be so alive and visionary, but at times you can be like, so what do I do? You, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, it's trust God, right? So now how do I work this out? Yeah, I'm yeah. trusting you, but I'm not sure Yeah, and then to, here you have a... To. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely get people who would say like, hey, we, uh, like you're saying, of this family um, who they uh, they lost their father and now their mother, and they're like, uh, so this is like the church's thing now? Like, what do we do here? And yeah. it's, no, actually, here's a great chapter to yeah. walk you through exactly what God how thinks this of works. this. Yeah. And if all six kids 
pitch in. It's going to be yeah. a, a, an easy job. And the, and also it's just the enlightenment of like, oh, wow, God said it. That means he's with me. Oh, man, that just brought to mind something. So Do it. My, uh, my, my wife, whenever she was, st- we were still dating, she got spirit filled. She was alive. She was excited. And we were in a building plan back then. And uh, this uh, breaking barriers or, uh, yeah, building dreams. And you could buy a brick. Um, as like a way of saying like, yeah, we're building the church. Right. And she wanted to do that with, she had never tithed in her life, but she had a, a substantial amount of money over in a, in a bank account. Um, but it was a joint. she was a girl. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She had a joint, a joint bank account with her parents, right? right. And um, she had a good amount of money and she wanted to give uh, a tithe of that to the church as well as give towards the building plan. The problem was that her parents weren't really connected to the church at the time. They didn't know our church at all, sure. so they didn't like the idea. And uh, <laughs> she she I felt understand. like she felt like God was saying, "Do this." And now her parents are like, "No, you're not allowed." And because it was a joint bank account, she didn't really have control. Right. So when she got married to me, um, that was one of the first things that we did was that once we had an account, she went, "Okay, now I'm giving this to the church like I've wanted to for the last two years." Wow. And. Ten years go by, and she's reading in the Word in Deuteronomy, and there's just this like law that was written back there that says if a woman uh, hears God um, and she commits to God a promise, but her father gets in the way of that and stops it, it's not uh, against her because right. the father has authority in that. Right, and right. so the, the sin is not held against her, right? Oh, wow. and, and in her heart, she never felt like God was holding something against her or anything like that for that season or whatever. But it was just so beautiful for her of like, God even put that in. There was a my, provision. <laughs> my scenario 5,000 years later wow. is like perfectly written here in three or four verses. And that blessed the snot out of her of just yeah, like, wow, so God cool. wrote that just for me too. That's so cool. Yeah, you know, um, just back to this family taking care of their own. After my father died, my mom was uh, living in uh, Miramar, Florida still, and we were up here. And uh, the house had gotten a little bit of disarray. So um, I said, uh, I don't know what who I was talking to, but I said, yeah, I'm going to go down and work at my mom's house for a while. And some people found out about it, and some guys came with me. The, totally un you know, uh, uh, solicited. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you step out to do what God wants you to do, God will help you get it done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you got to step out to do what God wants you to do when you don't really see, you know, the practical skill or the money or the any of the stuff doesn't have to be there when you say, yes, Lord. Lord, I'm going to do that. But you know what? If you step out believing God, God will meet you. He'll meet you in the process and ended up bringing some friends and they had more tools than I had. And, you know, by the time we got there and the job that would have taken me a week and a half took us three days and we left and the house looked great. It was just really cool. And God's for you that way. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. 
We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321-453 kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know, the this part here about honor to elders, this is let elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. I get to um, be on what they call uh, financial uh, committees. Uh, I know quite a few pastors around the country now, and and uh, younger pastors, generally speaking. I know older pastors too, but they're already got this stuff taken care of. But 
we actually do a, 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 a salary survey, what they should make or what they don't make. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's really refreshing now that, that a lot of the pastors that are out there aren't you know, living in a, a parsonage. When they die, they don't even have a house to sell right. as, as, to help with their retirement. And it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, and uh, what we're really looking at is this. This in verse eighteen, it says, "For the Scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain.'" And you know, honoring elders looks like you know we live in a generation right now that is offendable. It is. Oh. It is like oh, I don't really like the way you said that, or how you said that, or the fact that that you know stretches me. Mm. And so we just write people off and say, "You're not in my life anymore." But reality is, I need people in my life that are able to call me out and tell me hard things that stretch me. Mm. And Scripture says that our elders and those in uh, leadership over us, pastors, they're ox that are <laughs> weeding stuff out of our lives, and we're not meant to muzzle them and say, like, oh, don't talk anymore. Yeah. We're actually meant to go, oh, okay, yeah, speak into my life. Muzzles. Muzzles. They use those in today's society? Yes. Every day. <laughs> See you guys have Be a great blessed. day. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breast podcast.